this is more about Miami choking, but hey, let's not just sit here and sleep on the Buffalo Bills. I get it. They didn't win pretty. Not pretty at all. But let's say they were 6-6, six and six and they went into Kansas City. They won. They dominated the Dallas Cowboys. I get it. They were at home, and Dallas struggles on the road. But hey, that's a fucking Super Bowl uh, top three or four candidate right there, the Cowboys. And then they beat the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Injuries or not, they did their job. We've seen them win pretty. We've seen them win ugly. This is a team you don't want to see in the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, I know the Ravens don't want to see the Browns, and I know they don't want to see Buffalo. They want those two teams to lose this fucking week. All about the Balls Podcast! With Mark Davis, Chris Kamihart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc. Welcome to All About the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark Davis, back in the sack house, in the hotel sack house, though, with Chris Kameinhart. New setup, by the way. Love it, Chris. Luke Rule, back in his old setup. Shout out to you, Doc. He's got some unfortunate tornado warnings, bad windstorms in New Jersey. But we are here. We're here to talk college football, recap the fallout of Week 18. A lot of things happened. A lot of coaches fired. A lot of playoff implications. Some teams took some injuries. But, Chris, I start with you. How are you doing after this college football national championship Monday? Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it. I thought the game was going to go a completely different way. I thought uh, Washington's offense was going to fucking light it up. Penix was going to play lights out. But that, uh, that did not happen. It did not at all. I mean, it was close, like you said, for the first three quarters. And I say close. It was an ugly game still. But then – you know, all of a sudden, fucking Michigan did what they did. Luke, I'm going to give you congratulations. This year, 2023, was the year of Luke Rule takes. You know, you nailed it. You called Michigan winning the championship. You're the only one of the four that did it. You won fantasy. You had the Bucks at nine wins. There's other takes that you probably had that we're not keeping track of. But this is the year, man. You know, live it up. It only goes downhill for here for you. But how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all picks all year long. Uh, I was pretty much close on a lot of them. I had uh, – also picked the Georgia blowing out Florida State, but I had that in the playoffs, not not playing for uh, the fifth seed. So I had the Georgia blowing Florida State out big, and and Florida State going undefeated, running the table. Also had that. So well, you had yeah, that, but yeah, it just wasn't the playoff. Yeah, I just I did have Florida State running the table. So I mean, I, a lot of good takes for me this year. I mean, got a lot of hate on some of them, but a lot of them worked out. So yeah, it's good. Uh, Michigan game was. Uh, I thought that's pretty much how the Michigan game would go. I thought the defense would take over on the Washington offense, and that's pretty much what it looked like. It looked like I had Penix a little scared the whole game, and he was, he was just off his game. And that's what Michigan does best, and they just ground and pound on offense and ran the clock out. And they say that if Georgia would have obviously beat Alabama, Georgia would have been one, Michigan would have been two. That's probably the championship game we would have got. I don't think Texas would have beat Georgia. So imagine the score of that game. That game could have easily been like 13-10 if Georgia would have played Michigan. So <laughs> – yeah, uh, good thing Michigan didn't play Georgia because it could have gone either way. But, boys, let's dive into it. Like you said, Luke, Penix didn't look good. You know, they Michigan won 34-13. It was 20-13 to most of the second half going into the fourth quarter, and then Michigan scores, breaks it off, and then the, obviously their reception. And, you know, Penix didn't have good offensive line help. He missed some throws. Duze ran a, a bad route. I know a lot of people said that was a bad throw. I still don't think it was. I think that was the route. So, I guess – Michigan, they, they prevailed. They won. But I want to know, did this hurt Michael Penix's uh, draft stock going into 2024's draft season? 
I mean, I, I really don't think it hurt his draft stock too much. Yeah, he looked off, but you can see most of the game he looked like he was playing injured. Like his ribs are like battered. Like he was like the whole second half he's like holding his ribs, and he just I think kind of might have helped him actually a little bit, showing how tough he is and how he wanted to be in there the entire game and play it all the way to the end. Well, he could have easily just stepped out and let the backup quarterback come play. Yeah, I mean, he was getting hit almost every fucking play. They're a line. I mean, shout out to Michigan's D-line. They monsters. Like I said, I was like, I don't know if Alabama's O-line is as terrible as we think because Washington's O-line looked like they were Alabama's offensive line. Yeah, they, they – I mean, it's just – I mean, obviously, Michigan – the interception to start the second half to the first play, he was throwing it away. I mean, I, I people don't realize that. He was actually throwing the ball away in that fucking monster D-lineman just – Massive pause on the ball, and then Johnson, you know, he did his thing, interception. He was the defense player of the game. Yeah, Chris and Luke, I, I just think that Michigan's defense, phenomenal. Uh, one of the best offenses in football from one of the best conferences this year in football, the Pac-12, Washington, and they shut him down. Penix looked – I don't know if he looked scared. I think he just – he panicked because he wasn't used to getting hit like that all, all year. And Michigan did what they did best and put pressure on the quarterback, and, and they played their game. Close game into the fourth quarter, wear them down, and then break off big runs. And it worked. And shout out to Michigan. I mean, didn't want them to win just because it's the whole Michigan versus everyone story, even though J.J. McCarthy admitted to stealing signs, actually, before the game. So he admitted to, to cheating somewhat. I don't know if he admitted to, like, electronically stealing signs, but he admitted to stealing signals. No. So I just didn't want them to win because of that. But they were the best no, team saw, this year. You saw Horrell after the game. He said, we're innocent. He said, like, oh, five he said, times after the game, he said, we're innocent. <laughs> so. Yeah, Corm, Corm was going to speak, and he said, can I, can I take this? And he's <laughs> like, on. yeah, go ahead, coach. <laughs> he's like, we're innocent. He said, like, four yeah. times, yeah. But, but that, that running back deal from the Michigan is fucking electric. Like, they just ground and pound, like, the entire game. They're breaking off long runs, like, left and right. So they, they just wore down the uh, Washington defense. They, they set two of the longest – so they had like the number two and number three longest runs in the playoff history. Well, from the same yeah, guy, yeah, 41 to 46, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, 38 rushing attempts compared to Washington's 20. I mean, Michigan went in there with a game plan and they executed. Like like Mark said, I mean, it was close until the fourth quarter when Michigan opened up. Yeah, it's hard hard to beat a team when they have over 300 rushing yards on you too. Well, it's also hard, hard to beat a team when that – it's hard to beat a team when that team has more rushing yards and you do have total yards too. They had 303 and they had 301 total. Like that's, that's, I mean, JJ didn't have to do much. And then JJ was actually around the ball, uh, I think in the fourth quarter a little bit. He was starting to get involved. Yeah, you, you got a, I think he had like a, like a 15 yard run or 10 yard run, something like that. He had some good throws too. A couple yeah. big drops. Both teams had drops, to be honest. So, which was surprisingly. I mean, it was surprising. And then when the, the holding call too, I know Tim Tebow mentioned it. Yeah. That was kind of a weak holding call. I mean, uh, I mean, there was a lot more calls that could have been called that game. It was a little weak. I'm not saying that changed. I mean, it could change the dynamic of the game, but it was a weak call. Uh, the officials let him play talking most about the, of the one, game. Uh, the oh, one that like three. the yeah the Duza or whatever. Call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was like, bullshit. Damn, and then and then the next play, there was like a blatant holding that they didn't call. The refs were yeah, for the very most, shoddy. There's makeup call. Makeup no call. <laughs> Well, for the most part, the refs were actually like the refs played them. Like, they let them play physical for most of the game, and that's why I was when I saw a holding call. I was like, "Damn, that's a little little questionable to call, especially on the first breakout like big play they had uh, with Duze, who's one of the top receivers in football." And 
yeah, it, it sucked that they didn't get the chance after that. But, hey, Washington had chances, so they did kill themselves. So I'm not going to sit here and blame the reps. It was Washington that played bad, but that's also credit to Michigan. Shout out to them. I don't think that Dave uh, – what's his name? Port, Portray from Barstool? Yeah, Portnoy. Port, Port, Port Presidente. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he says that they're the best – arguably could be, we could argue the best team right now of all time. But I was like, eh, there's a couple teams that uh, – probably like five, ten teams I can name on top of my mind that I take over this Michigan team. You went One into overtime you. against a you went into overtime against a weak ass Alabama team. You are not the greatest college team of all time. It's got it's got to be the no. the oh one oh one uh, Hurricanes seventeen first uh, round picks the, on that team. But see, like that's the the thing is like, like I know our boy Allen, who's going to be joining our basketball talk, was he said, well. Look at all the Hall of Famers on that. It's like, well, you can't say you can't sit there and say that because, like, that's like saying that oh, Michigan's he, he years were first round picks, though. Oh yeah, but like sitting there, but if they, don't, 17, if they don't pay, like seventeen first round picks on that team. Yeah, I get <laughs> that, but like ridiculous. saying like saying like you have to look at Hall of Fames. I can't use NFL careers to college careers. That's like saying that Brady's the greatest college quarterback of all time. That's not how that works. He wasn't a great college quarterback. He was a, was a great NFL quarterback, but you can't sit there and say that. It's like you know apples to oranges to me, but. Yeah, 2019 LSU, 2001 uh, fucking Miami. Even the Georgia Bulldogs. I think even the one-loss Georgia Bulldog team was better than this team. I think the one-loss Georgia Bulldog team was better than the, the undefeated Georgia Bulldog team, my opinion. But Alabama did the beat one them. Loss, so. The one-loss Georgia Bulldog team was way better than the undefeated Florida State team. Whoa. Well, undefeated <laughs> like 2013 Florida State team or 2023 no, Florida we're talking State about team. 2023 team. Oh yeah, I don't know about the thirteen. Yeah, the thirteen one was pretty good. Oh, the thirteen was pretty good. I'll give him that. It was good. Oh, Heisman winning, Jameis Winston back there, fucking slinging it. Team player, I mean, right there, even Jameis Winston. Even oh, the God. USC, even the 04 USC Trojans and 05 Longhorns, they were pretty good too. Like, I mean, these guys, like, there's other teams that I'm pretty sure other offenses, like great offenses, would take advantage of that that defense. I think LSU would and fucking 01 Miami would light up that defense. I mean, it's so. also it's it's hard to compare teams from different generations too because football this day is definitely way different than football in two thousand one. I mean, this is a pass heavy, spread offense kind of day we're living in right now. Well, and hitting's different too. I just watched a clip before we got on. It was it was from the Swap Kings, Major Wright, the old uh, Florida Gator uh, defensive back in the Oklahoma yeah, championship I- game. He said, "Oh yeah, I could have gone for the ball." But I wanted to fucking put that guy on his ass. I wanted to yeah. make him known. I took his soul from his body pretty much. And you don't back do that. I mean, you let can... the boys play. Yeah. Back when they let them play. The boy. Well, with that, though, boys, are we comfortable saying, though? I mean, Mel Kuyper came out with his list just real quick for top six quarterbacks. If J.J. comes into the NFL, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, and Bo Nix. We comfortable? I mean, obviously, they're probably the top six ranked. But are we okay with that order? No, I mean, I, I, I honestly think Caleb might drop a little bit. I think Caleb and Drake may might drop a little bit. I mean, Caleb, yeah, he had an outstanding last year, but I mean, this year lights out in the beginning of the season, but definitely struggled towards the end. Yeah, I think he's got some of like the the attitude problems too, like off the fields kind of stuff, like putting the fuck whatever team on his nails and shit like that. NFL GMs aren't gonna like that, and just kind of the way he carries himself and post game interviews. I mean, yeah, he's probably has the potential to be one of the most talented ones, but I'm, he's a, he's a hit or miss kind of guy, I think. 
I mean, I think that Caleb was going to be the first quarterback. If you ask me today, I think he's the first QB taken. Not saying I would do that. I think he is. I think Drake May is going to take a little fall. I think Daniels is going to shoot up, my opinion, after this combine. And I think that Panix might shoot over Drake May. I think Bo Nix, Drake May, and if JJ comes out, that's the kind of conversation. Who's going to be the fourth guy there? But I do think Caleb right now, before combine and pro day stuff, is number one on pros like the scouts i'm not saying that's who i would pick but that's where that's where i think is going to happen right now january 9th which is still three months away before the draft yeah so yeah uh, like a change it, they, they always fucking these quarterbacks are going to shift around probably a few times up until all the way up until like a, a week before the draft even the day of the draft <laughs> they fucking yeah. release them smoking weed or something like that like they did yep. tussle <laughs> yep, yeah that's true. i mean it it also goes into like some of these quarterbacks are like completely different quarterbacks. Like Jaden Daniels is completely different than Caleb and Drake May. I mean, those guys are true pocket passers. Jaden Daniels is like a Lamar Jackson where he likes to run the ball and throw. So, I mean, it really depends on who's going to be that first team up in the draft that is going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to come around like a quarterback too, like work towards hit their play style. Cause that obviously that's kind of shown to work out the best. You kind of seen that with like how Lamar plays now versus how he played a little, a few offensive coordinators ago. Like it used to be all run heavy, but now they're letting Lamar sling the ball and it's a little more uh, two, three dimensional instead of two, two dimensional for Lamar Jackson's play. So you take somebody like Jane Daniels, you're going to have to commit to that play style all around. So run the offense that fits him. And you can't give up on him either. You have, to, if he has a, a struggling rookie year, which it's okay. I mean, it's okay to have rookie struggle. You have to keep developing him. You have to keep putting, like you said, the pieces around him. That's the point. It's not just Daniels. It's all the quarterbacks. Yeah. Like we yeah, said about Bryce for, Young. We said it. It's like Bryce Young. It's these, like we, we can't. Yeah. All five of these guys are probably going to go to a shitty team. So they're, they're going to have struggles. And I don't think all these teams can make a super like big flip after the first well, year. What? I think there's two teams in the top 11 that you can go to and you might have success early. I, I'm not saying that they biased, but I think someone can go to Atlanta. I think they have talent around them. I think that could be a system for – and I think Minnesota too. I think Minnesota and Atlanta could be good fits for some of these quarterbacks if they trade up or if they fall yeah. down or if they just stay put and they get them. I think guys like that can go there. I'm not saying automatic Super Bowl right then and there. I think but like a C.J. Stroud type year, I think maybe a good 10-11 yeah. win season and then there you Made go. The playoffs. Yeah, I, I think that's possible to say, especially with the uh, the Falcons being – the easy, easiest schedule going into 2024. Obviously, that can change based on teams improving or getting worse. But, boys, before we jump to the NFL, the top five odds, though, for the 2024, the first ever 12-man playoff in order from one to five, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and tied for five or four, Michigan and Texas. So, so Bama's back number two, I guess, after <laughs> having a, a, a good four-man playoff hunt. So Their defensive coordinator just retired, too. Oh, Saban, yeah, Saban will find somebody. Saban, Saban runs that defense anyways. He'll find we'll somebody. We'll see. Yeah. But, boys, shout out to you, Michigan. Luke, congrats to you, too. I mean, they did it. Them versus the world. They are the champions. And I guess who has it better than Michigan, boys? Nobody. Nobody. I mean. Nobody. nobody. Enjoy, your ch- enjoy your championship for, what, one year, two years? Because it's about to be fucking pulled from y'all. So they'll they'll all be gone. It doesn't matter at that point. The the rings will be on yeah. their hands. <laughs> they they can't they can't take the rings away. The stats That's matter, true. and their thousand their thousand wins are going to go back to what nine hundred and 
fucking something. <laughs> and to us, though, they'll still be champions. I mean, we honor all the other yeah. teams that got wins yeah. taken Reggie away. They're, they're a champion. Well, he doesn't have the UCF. Well, he doesn't have the trophy, but he, yeah, they he took is the trophy a Heisman winner. He is a Heisman winner to me. Just because he signed some autographs, he got paid for it. <laughs> or he took a car, but, or whatever he did. He also had five hundred yard games. He, he he had some big games. Yeah, he got a freak. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a five hundred yard like total game. And shout out to Doc is now officially off the protest, off the strike. He's back to college football. Twenty twenty four is now. It's here. I mean, it's not here, but it's now officially he can start looking at college football once again. So Doc is back in the college football mix. But boys. Let's jump into the NFL. What a week 18 we had. We had some games decided. Obviously, the last game of the year of the regular season, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins in South Beach. The Dolphins choked away that division lead after pretty much saying, I think, early December, uh, the division's locked, playoff tickets are booked, whatever. Buffalo Bills, I called it. That's my hot take. I got it right. 6-6 six and six to 11-6, and six, AFC East champions. Number two, was this more about the Bills seizing the moment or more about the Miami Dolphins choking this division away? I think it's the Dolphins choking it away because you can see the Bills' offense did not play that great. Josh Allen no, had three turn. Josh Allen had three turnovers this game, so Miami's offense had every opportunity to get something done. And for the top offense, one of the top offenses in the NFL to only put up fourteen points is kind of against like the Bills' defense, which is pretty depleted at this point in the season. Like that's that's all on Miami. Like two have played pretty poorly in this game too. I mean Let's that and you. the. The Dolphins' defense was completely depleted. I mean, you missed both your edges were out. Your corner was out. Your second-best corner was fucking Eli Apple, who wants to run out of the end zone and trip. I did, mean, did Howard not play? I, I didn't see him on the inactive, but I, I don't – did he not play at all? I don't think he did. No, I, I, think he, I don't think I he think played. Sat him. I mean, he's got no stat line, so, I mean, maybe – yeah, he must have not. But, yeah, Eli Apple was guarding, like you said, Chris. He was guarding stuff. There was a couple plays that he had. That that deep ball to um, to Diggs it was actually good coverage. It was a better throw. But, yeah, Apple as your number two, that's not a good look. Uh, they had a, a, other uh, Two linebackers got hurt, too. Van Geichel and somebody else got hurt. Yeah, I mean, this was a completely def- deflated Dolphins team, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can get healthy in time for this coming up weekend. I, I still think that projected negative four degrees in Kansas City this week with snow, yeah, with snow. Yeah. And, and look, Tua, good start for the Dolphins. <laughs> Tua is zero and four when the weather is under forty degrees. And this is going to be forty and, below that. That's going to be forty below a <laughs> fucking forty threshold. So, and the Dol- Dolphins only have one win this season over a team over five hundred. That was Dallas. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, they beat Cowboys by I, two I, points. I agree, though. Like, yeah, this is more about Miami choking. I do agree. This is more about Miami choking. But, hey, let's not just sit here and sleep on the Buffalo Bills. I get it. They didn't win pretty. Not pretty at all. But let's say they were 6-6, and and they went into Kansas City. They won. They dominated the Dallas Cowboys. I get it. They were at home, and Dallas struggles on the road. But, hey, that's a fucking Super Bowl uh, top three or four candidate right there, the Cowboys. And then they beat the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Injuries or not, they did their job. We've seen them win pretty. We've seen them win ugly. This is a team you don't want to see in the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, I know the Ravens don't want to see the Browns, and I know they don't want to see Buffalo. They want those two teams to lose this fucking week. They honestly do. Buffalo is not a team to sleep on. This defense can put pressure on the quarterback. I don't give a shit the injuries. Their, their pass rush is still good. They, yes, they have no Matt Milano. I get it. And they have no 
Tredavis White, but their fucking defense is still pretty good. And the offense is legit too. I get it. Josh Allen has a t- turnover to a game, but he still had a good game. You look at his stat line, he still played good. Yeah, he has those dumb yeah. Brett Favre-like turnovers, but I'm not counting them out. And I, I think this is huge for them to be the two seed now. Now they get two home games, potentially play Baltimore in Baltimore, or if Baltimore gets upset it, the AFC will go through Buffalo. This is huge. This is huge for the Buffalo Bills to be on a streak like this and be hot. They're on a five-game winning streak here. So they're not the fuck around yeah. with, in my opinion. Well, I, I think they'll probably easily beat the Steelers, too. Steelers, no TJ Watt. <laughs> yeah, no TJ Watt. So, like, they'll, they'll easily walk into the, the second round of the playoffs. I think I think the spread right now is like fucking ten points. Yeah, it's something crazy. It's, it's at ten. It's at I 10 think it's right be the only now. game yeah. that's like double. I think it's the only game that's double digits. I think the other five games will be close. I think this game is going to be the only bad game of the the first round. They got they got Cowboys over Packers uh, seven and a half. I think Green Bay is going to be decent there, but you guys mentioned injuries too. Like, I, it's just crazy that we saw all these injuries. Miami had injuries. T.J. Watt, Sam Laporta. I know uh, Brian Branch got hurt. He sh- he should be back though. It's just a wrist injury. Yeah, so I mean, it just sucks. It sucks to see these like, especially the Lions too. Like, I want to see Lions Rams healthy. I want to see Golf versus Stafford. Uh, you know, fully healthy. Laporta is a big part of the offense. Brian Branch he should be a little banged up, but. He should play. It just sucks to see all these injuries, especially with Miami and TJ Watt, too. That's your only hope. Well, we need a fucking Netflix special on why fucking Dan Campbell played his starters. Like, I get Miami playing their starters. Two seed. Come come on now. Well, I blame blame the NFL. If the NFL would have put – so, normally the last week of the year, you put all the games that matter to each other the same time. Unless, like, the the primetime game like Buffalo and Miami, like, for the division, you have to have someone there. Dallas, Philly, and Detroit all affected each other. If Detroit sees a scoreboard and they see Dallas up 35 to fucking 10, they're going to pull their starters because the game doesn't matter now. But now they have to. They're pulling first, so they have to play the whole fucking game to make sure they win. So that sucks for the NFL to do that, in my opinion. Fucking put them in the same time frame. But they're playing for the two-seat, Chris. That's that's the fucking answer. That's, That's the reason why they did it. I guess. The Cowboys put their starters like the entire game, too. And that was also Dallas, fucking yes. stupid. Yeah. yeah, once you're up big, yeah. pull them out. Yeah, yeah, they're up real big. Like they could have just fucking ran the clock out and just been just fine. I mean, the big the big thing that shocked me was fucking the Eagles getting fucking plastered by the Giants with oh, starters man. in. Yeah, Dude, they're Eagles had their starters in. They were ten and one, Chris. Now they're five. Oh, they've lost Ty, five of the last six. Tyrod Taylor's in there just fucking beating that ass. Devito got oh, in too, I think, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Tyrod came out for a couple plays, I think, or a drive or two because he got hurt. Then he came back in and dropped some more dimes. Yeah, the Italian Swiss knife right there. That's why that's our boy. But no, I mean it's the yeah. Eagles, the Jaguars too. Like they, they're both teams, they lost five of the last six games too. Well, for the Jaguars to miss the playoffs, and then the Eagles to be struggling going into Raymond James Stadium to face the Buccaneers. So one team completely got out of the playoffs, and the Eagles. Lucky the NFC was a shit show of a fucking. Uh, or conference this year, they might have been on on the fucking outside looking in too. So, I'm not worried about Philly. I think Philly, they are the the team that's struggling the most. I think they're going to be out. I think they're one and done, one round and done, not one win and done. They're one round and done. Got the Bucks upsetting them. I do, and we'll do our little preview Thursday. But yeah, I just I don't like Philly. Like I, Sirianni, he's he looks lost. AJ Brown got hurt. Devontae Smith was hurt coming in the game. Hurts got hurt. There they are. 
they're the same thing. Another injury fucking team, and they don't need the injuries. They're already struggling with their starters. So, God, that sucks for the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I said at the beginning of the season, I, I think losing your offensive coordinators, it definitely hurt them. They had holes in the secondary. And, yeah, they went off 10-1 to start the season. But, I mean, some of those wins were very pulled out of their ass wins. Chiefs, Dolphins, yeah. <laughs> those were, like, referee was bad. The, the Eagles dropped, or Chiefs dropped the touchdown. So, yeah. And Dallas, too. Dak Prescott stepped out at the one-yard line. And then the tight end didn't get in. End, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, week 18, boys, the Houston Texans, too. Fucking congrats to D'Amico Ryans, potentially. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but maybe the coach of the year for what happened, having the, the number two pick of the draft, also number three, but they tried for that with C.J. Stroud and these young bucks. C.J. Stroud, a fucking football player, not yeah, a test not, taker. Not a big dum-dum that people thought. Yeah, he, not a big <laughs> dum-dum like people thought he was, huh? He might be a dum-dum, but he can play football. He can football. play football. <laughs> he can play football. <laughs> he can play football. And he's, he's got, got football. He's, he's like, yeah. Only five interceptions in his rookie year is I, I think he's what got the lowest or the best like touchdown to interception ratio in the league at quarterback. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he yeah he had a great season. And I lost mean, his number I, one wide receiver what four weeks five weeks ago. Tank Dell. Yeah, and still balling out. And same thing, the Colts too. They are a team that I think they lost their last three games. They lost to the Falcons. They lost to the Raiders, and they lost to the uh, Texans to get out of the playoffs. They had every opportunity to win the South after Jacksonville choking, obviously, or just get in the playoffs as a wild card, and they fucked up. So I get it. They didn't have their quarterback all year, but still, you're sitting there ready to go to the playoff, make that little run, and you fucking lose last three yeah. games, one to Atlanta think, and the Raiders. Texans, Texans is the right team to get in, though. I, I think it's a pretty good matchup with the Texans versus the Browns. Like this, C.J. Stroud didn't get to play the Browns last last time they matched up, so now, now he gets to – Face one of the toughest defenses in the NFL. See how he matches up against them. Good thing for them is they're playing at home in Houston, so they're not playing out in the cold. So that helps. And you're trying, for to, the, trying to get Paige to go to the game. You trying to fly out there? Oh no, it's in Houston. Never mind. It's in Houston. Yeah, it's in Houston. It's in Houston. Yeah. How how far is Houston from uh where you're at? It's like your three neck hours. Of the woods. Two. It's like two and a half. Yeah. Find a sitter, and then there you go. Do a little little mommy dad, little mommy daddy uh, date. Look at that. I know. Yeah, make a decision quick so you get some fucking tickets. Did, did you bring your Browns did you bring your Browns jersey from uh, Ohio back with you? No. I didn't have a Browns jersey. I just had my fucking pullover. Yeah, you got my beanie. <laughs> I'll have to go buy another shirt. I'm just a man nope. wearing a t shirt. Hey, get, get a Amazon Prime that shit. Yeah, get a Flacco jersey. There you go. You get yeah, discount get one. Maybe they, got, they, got, they might get discount one. Yeah, fucking Luke's- wear it for what? <laughs> Four more games, and then hey, he's gone somewhere else. <laughs> well, Luke, Luke's definitely rooting for the Texans. He's definitely a Houston boy yeah. this week. We were don't talking last night. He, he does Just not want to see want Joe the, Flacco. Don't want the heartache playing against Flacco. It was like, I don't know if I talked about it last show, but like being in the Brown Stadium and them fucking chanting Flacco's name, like – I have nothing to do with the Browns. Like, haven't been a long Browns fan, but I guess I am now. And then, like, God, you should love your Ohio team. Don't even, don't even, like, know much about the Ravens' history. But like, being in that stadium and hearing them chant Flacco's name was like fucking taboo. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck them? is going on? 
No, you chanting with I was them? Just oh, come on. I was clapping. Oh, come I was, on. I was, I was fucking woofing, though. You didn't want I mean, to chant for real. You didn't want to chant for the real Joe. I have to say, I have to say, I do have to say, the Browns fans, hey, they're fucking chirping at everybody. Like all the Jets fans, they were fucking barking at them, and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck, was bark with hose them? on them, too. No, I did not. I barked in the stadium. I did not bark at Jets fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of storylines, too. I know we're going to talk about it. We have some fucking good storylines coming up with these playoffs. And storylines, too, Chris, Luke, Black Monday officially hit for the Falcons. It was more uh, Black Sunday. I know the report came out twelve oh one, but I'm pretty sure Arthur Smith was gone before twelve oh one, before midnight. He was the first coach gone. Obviously, we had the three coaches before: Chargers, Panthers, Raiders. We also lost Ron Rivera from the Commanders, and officially today, Mike Vrabel. <coughs> after that's six a, seasons, I know he's killing Chris. Fire. That fucking Titans are killing Chris over fire. here. Hey, somebody's I think one of the best coaches. In. Somebody's gonna swoop in yeah. Rabel pretty quickly. I think he's got the pick of the litter of wherever he wants to go. Titans did every possible thing to fuck him over. Get rid of A.J. Brown. You trade away players. You don't get a quarterback for the guy. You keep Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you drafted Will Levis. That's good, but come on. You could have had fucking quarterbacks earlier on and get get rid of Ryan Tannehill's contract. You did everything possible to fucking handcuff this guy, and now he's gone, and they're going to be a shit organization for a few years, in my opinion. I think – they're doing what Tennessee does best and just fucking be mediocre at best. So Yeah, I mean tennis Tennessee went fucking downhill when they traded AJ Brown away. I mean, oh, he AJ was pissed left. too. Yeah, Tannehill went down. Derrick Henry, I mean, he had his goodbye speech to the fans. And I was waiting for like the like the drum to drop to like, oh, maybe I'll see y'all next year. But no, like nothing. He was like, I appreciate all my time here in Tennessee. I love y'all. Like, like I mean, even Justin Fields. It was clear said, that even- yeah, like you said, Justin Fields yeah. said, I might be back. So this is just in case. Like, this is just in case. Yeah. I, might be, yeah. I, I think I think Derek Henry's got the choice if he wants to be back or not, though. Justin Fields doesn't have that off doesn't have the choice. He doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think with, with Vrabel leaving, I mean uh, he's not gonna I, be uh, back. No. And like you said, I think Vrabel Mike Vrabel and Jim Harbaugh probably have the the pick of the litter. They can go yeah. wherever they want. Now yeah, I think Harbaugh has a better his, shot. Yeah, his is gonna be. They they kind of know what they have to offer him at least 125 million if you want Harbaugh because that's what Michigan's already offered him. So like, and they I think Harbaugh they're gonna have to persuade more to leave uh, Michigan than Vrabel doesn't have a job, so he's he's not gonna take too much persuading. Uh, that's the tough part with Harbaugh. He's like you gotta convince him to come to there. Like some some teams gonna really have to want Harbaugh. And I don't think yeah, there's I, mean, a, right I, I really only think there's two teams that are going to go for Harbaugh. I mean that he could go to. I think Chargers obviously, and I think Raiders are the only the other choice. I think those are the two choices that Harbaugh can w- would go to. I, I think honestly the other the other four at the moment, and then potentially other teams. I don't think they're going to get Harbaugh. I think it's either Raiders or Chargers if he goes. I don't know. I yeah, saw one. I, I saw the, them talking about like him going to the Commanders too, just because so he's close to uh, John. He said the only two things in his life are important, and it's family and football. And he'll be close to family, and he'll be head coach in football. He ain't going uh, to command yeah, I mean, he's close to his brother. <laughs> I mean, first off, their fucking dad looks identical oh, to them. 
<laughs> yeah. I fucking like, especially the gym. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah he looks like Jim they, all over. They showed him in the stadium, and I was like, "Is that Jim just sitting in the stands?" <laughs> like, holy fuck! And Jim is aged, by the way. Jim looks J- John's older than Jim. I didn't realize that John was sixty-one, yeah. by the way. But fucking John looks like he's fifty, forty-five, and J- Jim looks yeah. like he's fucking seventy. Like I was like, "Damn, Jim looks yeah, like he's old." He's got some. Michigan's aged him because if you look at him when he was like with the 49ers, he didn't look that old. No. Well, that's what happens when you have to fucking hide stealing signs for so long. No, it stresses you out. out. Hey, they're innocent. Remember, they, they said. stress you out fucking have to deal with all these college kids. They're innocent. Sorry. Oh, and speaking of that, if, if Jim leaves, because we didn't mention it in the, the college section, I think the OC for Michigan will have that job. I think what he did this year, beating Penn State, beating Ohio State, you know. He showed yeah. the passion there. I think he is in line to be the Michigan coach if Harbaugh leaves. But, yeah, the NFL coaches, though, six jobs, a lot of teams. I know Luke's sweating with Mike McDonald, the coordinator for the defense of the Ravens. You got Ben yeah. Johnson. You got Dan Quinn. You know, you got you got Eric Benenemy. You got the Texans office coordinator. You got a bunch of names that are out there. Like, yeah. really, they're out the there. Pan- Panthers are looking at uh, Todd Munkin, too, our offensive coordinator. Then we have uh, some of our staffers are getting looked at for like GM positions too. I'm like, fuck. Like, your D line coach too. Todd, this, your, yeah, your D line coach is also an assistant head coach. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, so the Panthers are trying to. Panthers are looking at everybody. They they don't they they're looking yeah. at anyone that's a coordinator or. A, unfortunately, the, the Rooney rule. I mean, not unfortunately, but the, the Rooney rule. They have to hire. I mean, even if they don't want to, they have to hire a minority. They have to hire a female. So they're even looking at that. They have to look at every single thing, but they, they don't know what they want. Honestly, the owner's a, sh- a fucking piece yeah. of shit anyway. So, I mean, I think two of these teams should be easy fucking hires. I think the Raiders should hire AP. I mean, the fans want them, the players want them. There's complete buy-in there, and the way that he won games at the end of the season, and then Commanders should easily hire um, Eric Benenemy. Think so? I I know we were talking about that last night on Discord. I know, you know, Jake Jake was not a fan. He he is not. He's not a fan of. He said, "Well, I don't, I don't think it's not anything against an enemy, but he he's speaking of what people are saying. Like he's got all these interviews, and he he doesn't get a job. So what's wrong with an enemy? I I think unfortunately coaching under Andy Reid, but that, I can't also say that because Frank Wright got a job, Doug Peterson got a job. I mean, Frank Wright was not with him, but Doug Peterson got a job. Matt Nagy got a job. So these coaches have gotten jobs under Andy Reid. So. Something's got to be going on with Benini. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, it's Har- what I, Harbaugh, it, John Harbaugh yeah, is Andy Reid guy. I mean, That's what true. I I said in the I said in the Discord. Shout out to our Discord. Hit us up. We'll invite you. I forgot what the Discord's called. Mark, uh, tag it. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me throw in there. I have it right here. It's tag, tag it's it. actually called it's called the Sports tag Club. It. We are trying to get a better name, but two of the guys, like I said, Jake Winnikine and Alec. Tom Thomasella, he'll be joining the basketball uh, chat. Can't wait to get them in there. But yeah, those guys—they talk balls. They are—they are ball ball lovers, man. Just like Chris and Luke and yeah, Doc we talk, myself. Talk, we talk everything about ball. So if you're a ball lover, hit us up for an invite. But no, I said yeah. it. I said in the Discord. I think the big thing was like, yeah, he was coming under Andy Reid. People were questioning, was it really him or was it Andy Reid? I think he showed it this year with the Commanders and Sam Howe. I mean, Sam Howe was leading passing in, what, week 14 or 15? Yeah, Sam Howe dropped off the fucking side of the planet and decided to shit the bag. But, I mean, I think I think he's, I think think he's it's an easy hire. 
and he's the assistant head coach in Washington too. So it's not just he's the office coordinator. It's like defensive lineman coach from the Ravens. He's the assistant coach. So they have a little bit of like kind of chemistry with, with the head coach. They kind of, it's like having like assistant GM. A lot of those guys get the, like the promotion or like a new job to a general manager. So I, I can see it, Chris. I really do. Um, I feel bad for Ron. I, I like Ron as a person. I think he's a great guy, but I think Ron should just kind of walk away from the game. I, I think he had a good little run in Carolina. He had a decent couple playoff seasons in Washington. I think it's just time for him to think about retiring. But the other jobs, though, Chris, the other four, though, Chargers, Falcons, uh, Titans, and the uh, Panthers, they're not easy uh, picks right now. Well, not easy picks to go to, but, like, easy – you don't know who they're going to pick, honestly. It's – I mean, Lynn hasn't if, actually requested to interview anyone yeah. yet, to be honest. If if Jim says he's going to the NFL, I think Chargers. I mean, the reports are that he's already met with them twice. If the reports are true or not, I don't know anymore because I was waiting all night for an NCAA trailer that we never got. Fuck EA. Fuck <laughs> EA. Waited all game. I was like, I was like, halftime. It's gonna happen. Well, maybe the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, the fourth guys quarter. Like- yeah, had you guys looking like clowns watching the game. Yeah. I was going to watch the game regardless, but I was also looking forward to this fucking trailer that I was supposed to drop. That's what I was looking forward to. The, I was like, all right, let me see who's going to be the cover athlete. Let me see some of this, like, some of the gameplay engine. Like, let's see this shit. Nope. Someone's probably taking a nap. Forgot to fucking I'd hit the button. D- delayed another year. Dude, I'd fucking That's a lot. This. Yeah, Chris might be on, like, watch. You might have to sit there and see how he's doing. But the question, though, boys... Belichick said some things in his press conference and it didn't make me a true believer that he's gone. He said that he's willing to do anything it takes, maybe take some of his duties off. That's not like the general manager duties. So does Belichick potentially stay and they actually hire a general manager and Belichick strictly a play or a a head coach? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think him and was he meeting Kraft today or tomorrow? I I, I didn't see when. I didn't see when. I just said it was on Tuesday, but I haven't seen anything from it yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're going to meet. I mean, they're buddy-buddy. I think Kraft is going to send him down and be like, hey, you got to either choose head coach or GM. Of course, Belichick's going to choose head coach. They're going to get a GM in there. He wants they're going to draft a quarterback wins. third overall. A lot of rumors that Vrabel might come to the Patriots. That's what Jake was talking about in the Discord. He's seen a lot of reports that Vrabel could be a defensive coordinator no. potentially with I, I just I don't, I, I don't, I don't see, see Vrabel taking a de- defensive coordinator job when he could easily get a head coaching job anywhere else that he wanted to. Exactly. Yeah. But maybe he wants Especially, to show like he's not show me. what he doesn't have to show I mean, anything. Just, just show that he could he could still be a good like defensive play caller at least if they, they wanted them to strictly be that or just go back to his his old roots go back to New England and maybe help build a uh a, maybe try and rekindle the, a dynasty with the Patriots. I'm not saying that would happen, but. Like give him. I mean, maybe he throws back with Bill and just kind of maybe take some pressure off. Don't like like Dan Quinn. I'm not saying Dan Quinn had a shot to be head coach after Atlanta, but now he does. But he went back into the drawing board and just kind of took some stress off him. You have less stress as a coordinator too than you do as a coach. So I mean, I think that, that I think I think Dan Quinn was in a different situation because like him and the Falcons looked terrible. Yeah, I know Tennessee looked bad, but the defense looked good. Like everyone knows he's a great coach and everyone knows Tennessee fucked him. I think it'd be different if the Patriots were like in a different situation, if they looked promising, but that team doesn't even look promising right now. 
He could, he could yeah. be Atlanta's, Atlanta's coach. Oh, Braves Ooh, down Ra- in Atlanta? I would take yeah. Braves. I said I'm, I wanted Ben Johnson. Yeah. I, I wasn't 100% sure if Braves is going to be fired yet. But now that Braves is there, I want Ben Johnson or I want Mike Vrabel. If Mike Vrabel comes, obviously we're going to get a quarterback. Doesn't I don't know if it's going to be in the free agency market, the draft, whatever we decide to do. And then he gets a good play caller. Now, that's the situation is you got to get a good play caller. So he's not going to call the offense. So that's our situation we'd have to have. And I would take Mike Vrabel. I, I really think he's one of the best coaches. He took the Titans to AFC Championship. He went through the Ravens. Uh, forgot who he did beat the second time. And he had, he was 10 points away, fourth quarter away from beating the Chiefs. With Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback, mainly running the ball. So we've seen Mike Vrabel take his team pretty pretty far. He's had a couple playoff wins with the Titans. So I think with a good team and an actual GM that won't fuck you, he's the man. He's the man for the job. I'm really a Mike Vrabel guy. I, I would love for him to come to Atlanta. Bob, so that's I mean, up to I think, our owner. So. I think Atlanta might have a pick of the litter for quarterback as well. I mean, you have possibly move up for the Bears. I don't know what team would maybe move up, but – we don't know if Justin Fields is gone or not. I mean, the Commanders are, of course, probably going to draft a quarterback. New England's probably going to draft a quarterback. Cardinals are sticking with Kyler Murray. Chargers yep. sticking with Herbert. Oh, Harrison, the Giants there. The Cardinals. The Giants they're they're forced to stick with Love with that contract unless they can offload Love some. Not Love. Um, Danny Dimes. Yeah, Danny Dimes. Jones. Yeah, Jones. Danny Jones. Yeah, and then Tennessee. I mean, they put in big draft capital third. for Will Levis. Thank you. Well, let me tell a second round or third round. Yeah, they they Maybe could be a wild card I, team I, to. I think Levis stays. I think he he played de- decent his rookie year. Obviously, not too much offensive talent they have either. They got Hopkins, which is kind of washed at this point. Like, yeah, he makes some good plays here and there, but he also has a lot of quite a few drops too. And their offensive line is fucking terrible for the Titans. Yeah, I mean, you you really only have like three or four teams that can draft a quarterback in the top ten. Well, you, and you have a lot Wilson of big name quarterbacks. Yeah, somebody's going to yeah, grab Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson for the draft. I would assume they pick pick up Russell Wilson before the draft. Well, I know Jake was fucking around with us about Jimmy G going to Atlanta, but Jimmy G he could be a name that could, I'm not saying like I'm not saying Atlanta's going to do it, but. You can see, like, maybe the Commanders do it as a bridge. You can see – I'm not saying they're going to do it, but, like, you can see teams like that. Kirk Cousins, I think he stays in Minnesota after the the shirtless skull champ. But you never know, man. He might – he could he could go to another team if he if he wants to. He's a free agent as well. I think, so, I don't, I don't think he does neither, no. Team. Yeah, he I don't think he does. Minnesota. Well, yeah, when, he, when him and his kid were shirtless up there, I said, <laughs> yeah, he ain't leaving. That's That was my – like, that was my – it's flipped from whatever percentage it was to whatever – to 100%, he's staying. To zero, he's leaving. So I, I think yeah, he's there. His, he loves it. His wife already has the favorite Coles location picked out and everything. <laughs> she doesn't want to change locations. Uh, oh, even on the quarterback show, they, they talk about how they wanted to stay in Minnesota too. Like when he did the quarterback one show last season on Netflix. So he, I mean, he's, he's, he's bought into that town, but I mean, he, They're bought he into could him be on too. the move if they – if the Vikings want to move on and go grab their quarterback of the future, then he might just have to move on. I mean, I, see I could that. see them. I could see them maybe picking a quarterback, maybe not first round, but maybe second or third, and just have them a year behind Kirk because we don't know how many more years Kirk has. 
So yeah, probably just uh, probably two, three. Well, I mean, probably. he's. I mean, he's he's under four. I mean, he's he's only what like thirty six or so. Yeah, so I mean, three three years, maybe maybe uh, four. I mean, I, I don't maybe know. These fucking another quarterback. I mean, Rogers. But he only has more. he only has what one more year on his contract with Minnesota. No, he's, so, a, free, I mean, he's I, a free. No, he's a yeah, he's a he's, free agent. He's gone. He's a free agent. Uh, I thought he had one more year. And no. and Riz, our our Viking, our Viking buddy, who's calls a JV fantasy league, whatever, but. He uh he says that he saw a report saying that Cousins was open to take a hometown discount too. So well, yeah, he's, he's thirty five. His last like six years of his contracts have all been fully guaranteed. He's getting like yeah, twenty five I mean, million has, a year fully has, guaranteed. He has and that's to me a discount. Needs. And that's a discount move. Twenty five million's a discount already because you know of course you're getting fucking thirty eight forty million dollars. You're getting twenty five. That's that's discount. Like I mean I, I, I get it's I a lot of money. Exactly. I don't remember exactly what his contract was, but I know it was fully guaranteed, his contracts. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see that. And like you said, Chris, some of these quarterbacks are coming up. What's going to happen? Apparently, Cam Ward's going to the draft, too. I know I know, Mel didn't have him on his list, but people are high on uh, Cam Ward. So we'll see what's going to happen with all these teams. I mean, there's a lot of candidates in the, the head coaching, too. And that's the tell is when you get a new coach – you're probably going to get a new quarterback at some point. That's just unfortunate the way it's going to be, unless you're the Bears, which they never seem to mesh the two together. They always bring a coach that inherits a quarterback, and he's got to make that decision of what he wants to do. So I'm not sure how many coach, coaches get so. – They do. I was going to say, I'm not sure how many coaches get fired. We're at six. I said my over-under was eight and a half, and I had the under. I had eight. I don't know if we get I – don't, I don't know who the other two are going to be. Maybe a playoff team if they fuck up. Maybe if Dallas loses, maybe McCarthy's gone. If he loses the Green Bay, maybe they fire him. Uh, I I don't think Sirianni gets fired. I know he struggled, but I don't think he gets fired. He he just took him to a Super Bowl literally last season. So I think he still has a couple years left if they want to keep him. Dan Maybe Todd Bowles too. Move up. Dan Quinn just move up to head coach if McCarthy gets fired? They love Dan Quinn there. I mean, we, we've seen him when he had a coach for McCarthy when he was sick, hat backwards and fucking. They do love, they, they do love some they, Dan Quinn. I love Dan but Quinn I, too in Atlanta. He's a people's coach. He's a players coach, but it, it just got old. It got old for me. I think I think Dan Quinn loves that booth though. He looks very comfy up in there. Yeah, that he, booth. He, it's real nice up there. Yeah. He has fun too. He's having fun up there. Yeah, yeah he's got a nice easy job and like he's got a, one of the top defenses too. So I mean a nice, easy, easy job for him. I mean, he helped turn that defense around too. Like he literally yeah. did. The defense was struggling before he got there. He came there, and they've been they've been a top defense for the last few years. So it's shout out to Dan Quinn. I mean, I I, I, I love the guy. I think his coaching with Shanahan. They unfortunately did some dumb shit in the Super Bowl when it mattered. But I like Dan Quinn. He was a good he was a good players coach. He's there for the people. We'll see. It. I mean, some coaches are just great coordinators and just shitty head coaches. Yep, I mean, I agree. It sucks when like like when your team's good and they start picking apart your staff too. So you got to keep rehiring. And like some said, coaches, that's, Chris, that's, that's been like the yeah, it's the Ravens, how the Ravens have been just moving on. It's like every couple of years we're losing our OC or defensive coordinators, especially the defensive coordinators. Those guys are in and out like every two three years. Like this is and, <laughs> McDonald's second year, and they're already looking at him as head coach. And Todd Munkin's first year, and they're looking at him for a head coach. I'm like, God. Damn. And some coaches, 
they don't even they've ever played calls in their lifetime, and they're just great coaches. And that's no no disrespect to George John Harbaugh. He's yeah, never he's, he never he's, had to play. Yeah, he's a special teams coordinator. He's a special, he's a special teams guy. Yep, never had to play he's a call, and it, it worked out. And there's a guy in Philly that um, when I was stationed out in New Jersey, he's an Eagles fan, and he liked Harbaugh. He says that a lot of special team coordinators are actually they make good coaches because like it's just a different like dynamic for the special teams. I, I forgot his reasoning exactly, but. He thinks that special teams coordinators actually make good head coaches because you're not just you're not really playing calls. You manage a team. You get like your good staff there, and that's what Harbaugh's done. And yeah, you know it's worked. It's worked for him yeah, for two thousand eight. So he is two thousand eight. Yeah, and I, I do want to give a um, an apology. I was talking about it Luke with Luke Chris. I do apologize to the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. I never called the guy a bust. I never said he was going to be a failure in his NFL career, but I did say they were going to have a struggling roller coaster ride of a year. It started off a little slow, like even Jordan Love acknowledged about, uh, you know, we had to make a change and they had to make it quick. But he fucking showed it. He showed his worth being a first round pick. I know Aaron Rodgers is not very happy, but shout out to Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. I was wrong. You're not a five or six win team. You're a nine win team and you're in the playoffs. I do think if Kirk Cousins is healthy, the Vikings do get in the playoffs and the Packers unfortunately get out. But that's North Hero over there. Shout out to the Packers and the Cheesehead fans out there. I, I was wrong on that one. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, this second half of the season was, like, for most part, he played very well. Especially, like, they don't have, like, any talent really on that offense. Like, yeah, they, they got a couple good players here, but they had the youngest offense in the NFL. So it's all, like, like first, second year, maybe a couple third-year guys on that offense besides their running backs, maybe fourth-year guys. Other than that, like they got all young guys playing, and the way he's leading that team, like on offense, is doing. He's doing a really good job. No, that's what I'm saying. Shout out to Jordan Love. I was wrong. You, you, you showed yourself. You showed why they drafted you. Maybe the Packers. Maybe they just know how to pick quarterbacks. Maybe they just know how. I mean, they didn't draft Brett Favre, but they fucking picked him from Atlanta. <laughs> he was a Falcon. <laughs> People forget that. So, uh, shout out to the Packers. He, was, he they, wasn't there very long. Was not there very long. I wish he was. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Well, she was very good with us, but no. I, I just want to say congrats to the Packers. I was wrong on that uh, before I, we forget. I know we're going to probably do like a little year in review after the Super Bowl. We'll probably pull up some receipts. I know Doc and Chris and you want to, and we'll we'll pull up some things that we said, some of like the predictions that we had, Super Bowl predictions, award winners, and whatnot. But I know I was wrong on the Packers, but I was right on the Patriots. So fuck that guy that still called us out. Uh, hey, I always fucking remember we were, that. We were, we were all wrong on the Jags. <laughs> All wrong on the Jags. I think we all had them pretty high. Yeah, I think I, I had them eleven or twelve wins. I think I had twelve. Yeah, wins. I think. Well, I, I I had the Jags winning the Super Bowl. I think. Yeah. So no. That, yeah. They didn't make the yeah, playoffs. But great episode, boys. It, it was fun. It was very fun. Chris, love the new setup. Luke, great having you here. Appreciate I know we're gonna it. miss you Thursday, but like I said. Yeah. We're going to go over the playoffs Thursday. That's, that's Thursday's uh, agenda for the day. So, shout out to you, Doc. Stay safe out there. Hopefully, no bad tornadoes come your way like happened, unfortunately, Luke's neck of the woods. But that's Luke Rule. That's Chris Kamehameha. I'm Mark Davis. Shout out to you, Doc. This is All About the Balls Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at The Sack House.